0: Here's your
1: host Chris Cooper. Hello this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation show on Voice America. It's great to be back with you again for yet another week with another fantastic guest. We have Dr Jane Gardner who's joined us today and we're going to be talking about emotions and uh, why emotions are so so important and why we need to manage them but we'll I'll introduce you to uh, Jane very shortly. Um, after, before I introduce you to Jane, of course, I'd like to say a big thank you to Leia Fish, who I interviewed last week, and we talked about, uh, about obstacles, overcoming bottlenecks, and uh, fascinating conversation. Also, um, help me understand um, why I'm not alone in terms of struggling with packing to go away on holiday and uh, and, and on business trips. Um, but if you're interested in seriously improving your your productivity, Uh, you're interested in um, overcoming those obstacles that stop you from getting to where you want to go, Uh, do check into the archive, do have a listen to that interview with Leia last week. Um, Also, I just want to say a big thank you to Wendy Keller. Wendy introduced me to uh, Dr. Jane uh, for today. Uh, Wendy is an amazing um, book publishing agent. Um, she's uh, a multiple author, 32 books she's written, Wendy, and she is um, a complete and a star. We're, we're great friends and uh, I'm delighted to have her as part of my Elevation collective community. So our emotions, they serve as catalysts, don't they, for both our individual well-being and our professional achievement. And they have a profound impact. And the question, though, with our emotions is um, how can we really steer them and utilize them and manage them to help us achieve the outcomes that we want to? Because we can self-sabotage, can't we? You know, we have these emotions, anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt. And um, we also have emotions like joy and happiness and fulfillment. However, sometimes our emotions can get in the way of us achieving what we want to, to achieve. And we may get the outcomes that we don't want to have and our thoughts plus our emotions determine our actions and results. So today I'm gonna to be talking to Dr. Jane Gardner. She's a distinguished um, psychology and counseling expert. Um, she has um, lots of qualifications um, uh, as both an LPC and an LMFT. I'm not quite sure what they are, but they sound very, very impressive. Um, she has a track record that includes, um, she's had articles for loads and loads of renowned publications. She has her own radio show, Wired to Win and she's she's had lots of tv appearances and she's um a celebrated speaker an author a performance coach and has an esteemed position on the forbes Co- coaching council can't quite get my words today um she's delving into the uh, we will delve into the gardener method which is a groundbreaking approach that has consistently um proven its mettle in resolving organizational and cultural conflicts and uh, today we're going to talk about this intricate And complex world of emotions. We're going to talk about some cutting-edge neuroscience as well because uh, Dr. Jane's work is very, very backed by um, the latest neuroscience and we're going to think about how we use this to unlock our success in both life and business. So a big welcome to my guest today, Dr. Jane Gardner.
2: Hi Chris, how are you? I'm glad to be here.
1: I'm um, very, very uh, well. Thank you. And I'm very glad you're here with me today. Even though uh, you're, we do a fair way away across the Atlantic. Tell us where, where home is, where's home and uh, tell us a bit about your life.
2: I'm in a very hot place right now, Dallas, Texas. Let me tell you, I grew up in Texas though. So as you can tell from my speech, I'm a Texas girl, always lived here and enjoy a lot about the Texas climate also.
1: Fantastic. We've had, um, I think Seal Stanford we've had on a couple of times You might you know Seal from Texas and uh, had a, a, a colleague who's uh, has his own chiropractic and well-being center in San Joe I seem to remember on the show as well um I always manage I always think about Texas as uh as lots of kind of land and cattle and heat and uh, <laughs> barbecues and uh, cowboys and is, is it is it really like that
2: it is a lot like that you you on one of your shows i think it was with mark crowley you used the word uh no it wasn't mark but it was another one on you use the word bullshit well what we call bullshit in texas is uh you know it's a hat thing they they uh their their hat's a little too big for them so <laughs> oh, right, <okay. laughs> we have we have all all kinds of little phrases like that that uh, you grow up in texas with so uh, i've loved being a part of it
1: yeah and so you so you how far do you live from your original home?
2: I'm about three hours from a very small town called Hamilton, Texas, where I grew up. And, you know, you think of Texas, and I imagine most people think of a very conservative state. And so I grew up grew up in a very small town with a very conservative family who, when we dive into emotions, it was really my beginning of everyone shushing me up. We learned... <laughs> You know, to be very quiet, and to for for girls, don't get mad. That was a no-no. That was a limiting belief I grew up with. And for boys, don't cry. So it was a very a stifling way to grow up for emotional. I got very quiet as I grew up, very studious, and very much in my head rather than my heart.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, maybe it was. Part of the age for myself in a work coming from a working class northern town in england it was you know, very much pull yourself together you know yes we didn't yeah. really do it. certainly men we men in england it was very those days we're having a step off the upper lip you know hiding those emotions and uh, and i think it comes back from the war years as well people came back from the war my one of my grandfathers came back from the war and he didn't tell his stories until he was maybe 80 you know exactly
2: you. be quiet don't talk all about inclined. all the things that are emotional
1: yeah yeah um so i think we're becoming fortunately better i think at sharing emotions but uh
2: well i love your show because you're presenting emotions as an okay subject you know I, what i got from starting in business work was that you hang your check your emotions at the door you know and then walk in the business work uh, area very in your head. And yet, emotions, the very word emotion connotates our energy level. And so we kind of go down in energy when we leave our emotions outside and we're all in our head. But, you know, according to neuroscience, it's not the most productive way to have high performance in your workers is to tell them to shut down their emotions.
1: And I guess we we're born with these emotions, aren't we? They're a natural part of us. We're designed to have them. So if we if we stifle them all the time,
2: um... well, you know, if you think about a baby, they they cry, they demand things with their emotions. They say no. They cry if they're upset, and we run to them. But then, as the child begins to grow up, I think is when we tone down. You know, don't have a temper tant- tantrum and start to take their emotions out of them because i think maybe we don't know any better than that but it really when you divide us from how we feel you're taking our whole energy away from us
1: yes yes that's true so i guess we need to learn to to use it but tell us a bit about how you you know how did you get into doing what you do Uh,
2: yeah i started out my career working with adolescents in a mental health hospital so i chose deliberately the hardest group of people I could think of to help. Mm -hmm. And and found it very discouraging at first because they kept having high recidivision, you know, coming back over and over again. So I found that I had to find something that worked for them. And I decided to make it an emotional base and to help them express their emotions instead of push them in because they had histories of depression And that was, of course, emotions held inward. And as I began to work with them, I realized they had never been taught how to deal with anger. And anger is the linchpin to higher emotion. We have to see it right in the middle of the chart of power of emotions, because emotions have different levels of power. And you mentioned some of them when we started, gratitude, love, joy. Those have a high frequency of energy, whereas depression, guilt, sadness are way down on the low scale. So I think what I figured out was if I could get them into that higher level, they had to go through their anger to get there. And so I devised hypervents, ways that they could vet how they felt without any constraint. And yet... With, with control, where they weren't actually hurting anyone. The first person I worked with was an adolescent with this idea, and he had uh, had a crime uh, he had committed of hurting someone. So what I did was I put him in the middle of the group. It was, a, you know, a, in a hospital situation, and I put a big bobo in the middle of the room. And I told uh, John was his name. I said, John, I want you to go up there and hit that Bobo as hard as you could, because he had just told me
1: what's, what's a Bobo. Sorry. I've never okay. heard of that term
2: before. Good point. It's a, big, <laughs> it's, it's like a, um, you know, when you're boxing and you have the punch yeah. the, bag. Yeah. That's it. It's yeah. the same thing, but it's yeah. freestanding. Yes. And it even they even shape it to look kind of like a person in the mental health hospital world, you know? So yeah. I just, I just kind of released him because he had been taught as a kid not to express his anger and it had built up so much i think that's why so many people are in prison today is they don't know how to contain it or express it or relieve themselves of it Yeah. so i teach a different way i taught him to go out there and hit this uh bobo as hard as he could and it was interesting this was kind of the reason i was telling you the story is he started to, you could see anger rising in him and he started to let loose with his boxing gloves. And then he looked at me and he said, uh, Dr. Garner, you better move back a little bit. I don't want to hurt you. And it made me think that people do have an ability to control anger, even when they're in it, but mm. they don't have a way to figure out how to do that. Mm. So that started me. On the search for how do we use anger as a positive emotion in our life to get to a higher level of energy,
1: mm. Mm.
2: And, yep. and so I just started that whole hypervent. I call it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And why, yeah, why aren't we taught at school how to handle our emotions? Because you're right; they make they make all the difference, and they make all the difference to success in school. Actually. Um,
2: And we've learned from the brain. I think this is why it's so important. If you think about, well, let me give you a hand demonstration and I'll tell your audience to just hold your hand up and kind of look at your hand all open with all the fingers and then take your thumb and move it across the palm of your hand and then take your four fingers and then close that thumb. And that's about the size of half of your brain. So what happens is, if you think of your thumb as the emotional brain, that's what the brain is kind of built like with the emotional brain right in the middle, and then you fold your cognitive brain over the top of it, and then the wrist is like your visceral brain connected to your nervous system. So when you've built up a lot of emotion as we do when we aren't taught how to release it as children, that emotional brain gets active and it's like you have a storage in there and it's full and it starts to bulge. And so if you think of the picture of your hand, if you move your thumb a little bit, it kicks the cognitive brain out of the way. And then here you are being led around by your thumb and making decisions, doing a daily activities, being in relationship, very emotionally driven. So I wanted to develop a process where the emotional brain and the cognitive brain could connect and be integrated so that they could work together. And I knew that was the balancing part of the brain I needed to do so that people could make decisions from a a rational standpoint, not an emotional decision. And, And so that's what I've done is create a process that i call the gardner method for doing that exact thing
1: i love i love that um that example that you shared there and uh, uh two two days ago i was I'm, I'm working building an emotional intelligence program for for some clients and uh and i said to them um that i was talking to dr jane gardner um the other day and she was she had this brilliant way of explaining your emotions and your brain and i got them to hold their hands up like
2: that okay <laughs> no, you, know, you, you, well.
1: you just added added, added some uh, you know extra elements there you know about the, about the you know the um uh you know the brain kicking <laughs> you know kicking the uh it's got kind of the neocortex i guess a bit of rational well, bit of your brain of the way. And, you
2: know one of your podcasts talked about evolution and of the brain and you know the neocortex has come last but i believe our next step evolutionarily is to integrate the two because i don't think we've ever done that as a civilization we are either in our thinking or our feeling and both that when you separate them out they're kind of not as powerful as when you integrate them so i would like to suggest that we start using them both and i want to refer to some research i read about two psychologists, Kahneman and Traversky, who discovered, and and they got a Nobel Prize for it, that we are not rational, reasonably thinking people like we assume, that we are actually emotionally driven, reactive in nature. And that's why I propose that when we integrate our thinking, our latest evolutionary development with this limbic system that we've been run by for millions of years we're going to move to the next level and i have learned how to do it through working with these adolescents and then it's funny because people tell me you know how did you get to working with ceos where i'm working now and i said well i started out with the most difficult population adolescents in a mental hospital I thought it was the most difficult until I got to CEOs. And I wonder, they're they're pretty competitive (laughs) with the adolescents on how difficult it is for them to really work on their emotional state because they are used to being able to rage or to scream or to demand so much, yet that shuts people down and they're not getting as high performance if they know how to create And be aware of their own ESP, I'll call it their emotional set point. If if you become aware like that of what what your emotional set point is, you realize that all the research shows when a leader walks in the room, every employee matches whether they're feeling sad, excited, upset. So you have so much power, you know, yielding, wielding those emotions.
1: Very interesting. You we've just got a couple of minutes to commercial break now, but you describing that example of the CEO used to used to emotionally venting, etc. I, I was looking at some research the other day. You'll you have probably seen this too that actually levels of emotional intelligence um, tend to diminish when, when as you get you get more senior in the organisation.
2: I believe it from my experience. However, on a positive note. I found that many of the CEOs that hire me, they hire me for one specific reason. It's it's always this reason. And, and you call it, I think on your podcast you call it emotional uh people challenges. Mm. You know? And so I they the term they use is they want to hire me for all their people problems. Yeah. And and it's about emotions that yeah. people are out there, you know, conflicting and and getting mad at each other and having drama. And so the first thing that I teach a CEO is, okay, if you're willing to do this, I'd wanna work with you if you're willing to work on your emotional set point yourself because that's how you influence this drama in your workplace is to become less reactive yourself. Yeah. yeah and, exactly. and, and I don't know about you, but in my personal life, I have had to figure that out. Um, I've been married 30 years, I have five children, and I regret to admit that I've lost it quite a few times in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, uh, well, actually I didn't decide. One of my children, when they were about 17, suggested to me that I take my own process, Chris. <laughs> because
0: <laughs> because be. I, yeah,
2: <laughs> I had lost it with him. And it was like, wait a minute, you want me to do what? I I, I think I was the CEO attitude, you know, me change something, you know, but I took it and everything changed with my people problems, so to speak in my family. Uh, My marriage developed to be a stronger because we talked about emotions, but we didn't talk reactive. Yeah. You know, we didn't, we weren't in a reactive state. We knew to, if you're in a reactive state, go off by yourself unleash that Mm -hmm. and then come back and talk about it
1: yeah we're gonna go to commercial uh, break now and we'll talk a little bit more about this. I was intrigued there you talk about your people hire you as they do me too to deal with their people problems however you know often uh, senior leaders are looking looking at others and thinking they have a problem and you're right, what you're doing is it it starts with them first. It all starts with us, doesn't it? And uh, you know our experience of the world is massively impacted by who we're being, and it we sometimes need a third party to help us see that.
2: yes, I think you know we always have to look inside for change
1: yeah
2: first ourselves Very go
1: powerful. To, let's get a commercial break, and we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes and after the break we'll we'll look at um. Uh, yeah, a little bit more about emotions and how we can control and how we can control them um say neuroscience uh based now um because this actually you can handle and manage your emotions it's going to have an enormous impact on your life both at home and your performance at work and uh you know impact how much you love your life um it is absolutely key as uh dr jane uh, explained there you know a lot of people are in prison right now because they've not learned to handle their emotions um but actually you know part of mastering life skill i think is to learn to master your own emotions uh, and it's a journey we'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes <laughs>
2: Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution.
0: You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out SayItSkillfully.com practical resources,
1: including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi,
1: this is Chris Cooper. and we with Dr. Jane Gardner, and we're talking about emotions, and we're talking about managing our emotions and, uh, and emotions in the workplace. Um, and you know, they have a huge impact on our success and uh, and also the culture that we have in a company and whether people want to stay in our organization, join our organization, how effective our teams are, uh, you name it, um, how effective the CEO is and his team or her team, it's, it's, it's enormous. But maybe you could just, Jane, help us to understand the seat of our emotions and maybe the patterns how we derive the patterns of behavior that we do, you know, you know, so sometimes somebody says something and it completely can cut, you know, hits, hits hit our beliefs and it triggers um, significant emotion. And sometimes even trauma. traumas to help us just understand emotions from a, a scientific basis. Um, yes, your you
2: emotions. Uh, neuroscience tells us that emotions are more powerful in our body than uh, thoughts. Uh, I give an example of uh, working with a child at one time in my early career who was about 14, and he was very depressed because his, his parents were depressed. And we thought it was him, of course, but um, um, emotions are contagious. Mm. And so we can't think. I, I say, stuffed emotions make us stupid because they were saying he was almost uh, you know, challenged mentally when he came to us, but he was actually IQ wise very, very bright. He had stuffed so many emotions from hearing his parents argue that he couldn't get to his cognitive brain. It yeah. was t- his emotional brain was just all he had. And so he became very reactive. If he heard anyone arguing, if a teacher became a little bit, uh you know argumentative with him he would pop off and lose his temper but he had never been taught he had only learned that when you're emotional you fight it out you yell and cry and all these so you know in one way we can't really blame ourselves in the sense of we learned all these patterns of how to deal with emotions when we were growing up in fact emotions create memories and so if you're looking for where a limiting belief in your in your life might be, go back to some early memories because that's where you'll find them. I had a CEO who told me that when he was like seven years old, he was trying to do his homework at home. And his mother said, well, wait till your dad gets home. He was a busy executive and his dad finally walked in and he asked him to do his homework and the dad said i don't have time for you i'm busy you just got to figure that out themse- yourself well you know we've all said things like that as parents yep. but this this young man this ceo that i was working said as a young man he made the decision he was not important and valuable just across the board you know that's how we do because our brains aren't developed at that age totally so and then we carry that with us kind of unconsciously into the workforce and we act uh reactive to when people don't admire us or don't let us do what we need to do we're still carrying those that belief system so one of one of my solutions is let's rewire some of those limiting
1: beliefs we have yeah 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 so that'll be, be wiring and uh so, so, what sort of techniques do you use to rewire your mm-hmm. your brain? Um, actually, before I ask you that question, there's one other that's come to me. Is I notice patterns of behaviour in myself and in people which come back from childhood. Like, and one of the ones that's very common is I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so people are trying to prove and prove and prove and prove. Is do you notice those those sort of patterns? Mm-hmm. Those emotional. Yes,
2: I- that's exactly how I work with the CEO to release all his anger because he, they're unconscious. You're probably unconscious. I was too until I took my own course of what was even running me. And so when I, I find that when I introduce a CEO to some of the things he learned as a kid, it's very refreshing to he or she, because they get it now why they're acting like that. Yeah. And then how to rewire it. I think you were interested in that about what I use since I have a system for that. Um, Let me tell you in the form of steps that you could use or your audience could use. uh, Step one is let's say you notice you're angry at work and you're reacting and you're feeling uh, and you would want to write in the word, whether it's angry, disgusted, uh, vehemently angry or Are just discouraged, you know, whatever word, that'd be the first step, is write down exactly the feeling words of how you feel. Yeah. Okay. The second step is to think back and remember a time in your life as a kid that you felt exactly that way. Yeah. And I've never done this, Chris, where the person, I'm usually doing a demo in front of thousands of people when I do this, but they'll always say, oh yeah, I remember it was when dad put me down or when mom told me I couldn't be an artist or when, you know, my cousin said something that made me realize I'm not good enough. One of the, I have a list on my website of the top 10 most limiting beliefs. Yeah. So that step two is to connect it to that memory of when it started because that's the root of how that pattern started in you okay so you're connecting why you're acting today to what happened to you as a kid then to diffuse it and you have to diffuse the emotion before you can change the belief system a lot of us think that we can just paste on these new beliefs and say to ourselves you know i i am important uh I, you know, I I really do think I'm enough. We think we can just say those over and over until our brain learns them. But until we take out the emotion that was there as a child and change it, then it won't rewire, but it will rewire instantly if you talk to that 11-year-old who had that happen and apologize to him for what happened. So the adult is talking to the kid and telling them, I'm so sorry for what happened to you. It was very wrong what your father or mother said to you. I wish someone had been there that had put their arms around you and said, tell me how you really feel. Mm. You can feel the emotion coming up usually when you were in that position. So there you are right in the midst of rewiring because you've become your own advocate and you said, now I'm taking over. You're no longer going to be reactive out there because I've helped you realize that you were right. You shouldn't have been treated that way. And you no longer have to be. Here are some ways you can act differently next time.
1: Yeah.
2: And that's the way I release uh those old belief systems. And then later we do, we create a new belief that we consciously want to wire in instead of having it wired in by something that happened to us
1: it, se- it seems quite a quite a kind way of doing it in some ways the way you approach because i've, I've now, seen it do like it's
2: kind but you know one thing that would help rewire if when you're in that moment and you're talking to that person and i want them to get the anger out actually so yeah. that's when i do a hypervent and i ask this person to yell and scream, to uh, jump up and down because the emotion is stored in our body. And until you release it from that vantage point, you can't release it from your cognitive brain. It just doesn't work because it's deep inside your brain. So you have to do something physical. And in my release activity, we have four stations that you go to, you write, you talk, but the third station Is when you do something emotional. You you hit a uh you know, you box a little bit. Uh you may run. I know uh my husband developed this technique, I have to give him credit. Whenever he gets mad at someone, he writes their name on the bottom of his shoe and he walks and he walks around and pounds because that energy is showing without even talking to anybody he's showing i don't like that and so every time his foot hits the floor or you can pump weights there's a lot of yoga releases but you have to do it from your body and i've found that people are very frightened by getting into their anger
1: Mm.
2: you know when i say you have to get mad at that person that did it to you or what happened to you they really close down because we've been taught that once we get mad, we may not be able to stop. But neuroscience really tells us the opposite. The neuroscience law about how to dissipate a negative emotion goes like this, approach, not avoid. So what that means is getting back in it and crying or uh, seething or yelling. I I love to teach people the effective way to scream. I know it sounds kind of weird, but (laughs) that's what we do is scream. Because then you are releasing all that negative energy. And that is how you rewire is when you go back and get mad at what happened. And Mm -hmm. as you release it, it goes away. It disappears. Mm -hmm. And when your premonition or what we've been taught is that don't get mad, you'll be an angry person. Well, no, you'll be an angry person if you hold on to it. Yeah. You know, or it will eat up your body, you know, and you'll get sick, one or the other. So I teach people this is kind of the opposite. The radical thing that I do is help you get mad.
1: Hmm. Well, you helped me last week as I was working on some material for a client, and I accidentally, for some reason, uh, managed to delete the presentation. That i just worked on after two and a half hours of work on it and, and i couldn't access it anywhere and i was really frustrated and i thought about you and i went to my office and i yelled and I felt, oh, much, I felt much better and then after after about an hour and a half i've managed to recreate it even better than it had been before um oh. so so it was all okay um um but Beautiful. It,
2: thank you for, for acknowledging that that's fun to see people <laughs> so get just, that concept you know
1: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I experienced this it's a little, a technique, a little bit like you're describing when I was 28, and uh, I was um, on a on a a program with a couple of hundred of other people, and uh, you had to talk about what was what was frustrating, what was upsetting you, and uh, we all had our stories, and I shared my story, and the other person' brief was to laugh at me.
2: Oh, yes, that's so hurtful. That's shame.
1: Well, you know that- what. It is is but actually you, uh, right. some people cried with it some people laughed i actually burst into laughter as well but it popped it is it gone
2: really so that's what happened is, is, is
1: yeah. it... it went it just uh, went all together uh, and uh, it, it was beautiful it never held me back again so it was a very it was brutal but it was very mm-hmm. powerful mm-hmm. and that's when i experienced that you saw about the re- instant rewiring yeah. uh-huh. you know it it. it, it I could think of the story again, but never had, didn't have the hurt attached to it anymore.
2: Well, did you in that moment defend yourself without realizing knowing I'm right here. You have no right to do that.
1: Um, I, no, I didn't really, because I, I didn't know the brief that the other person was there to laugh uh-huh. at me. I just tried to mm-hmm. continue to tell my story until suddenly I kind of realized that the story actually on the scale of things was not actually that it, it was my story. But mm-hmm. well, when it comes to the whole world and the planet, it didn't really matter. <laughs> Thousands mm-hmm. of people have problems. And I just want to, you know, one of many. Um, mm-hmm. But For me, the exercise, it, it did, did create a shift. It really did. Beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but jumping into how I use this in a business, I've done some research myself, because I put this program into several businesses as a culture. But the latest one I did was with a software company. And so we had every person that would take this process to uh, reset their emotional set point and to also take away their reactivity because this this, uh, founder of the company wanted to eliminate his people problems. So he took it, he had his leadership team take it, and then he opened it up to any employee. So we had about 40% of the company take this process. So we were talking about it at the time and together we said, you know, I don't think this will pay for each other for itself, but it'd be fun if it actually raised the value of the company if we did some of the shakeup, but we laughed about it and didn't think much about it. I did the research. He said, let's hire someone, an outside researcher to come in to see what happened, you know, see if we did anything. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, it showed that people and after the process had a higher level of confidence in their self, that they were less reactive emotionally and that they were felt more connected to the company as a sense of family. So we saw the results right in front of us. That, But the funny thing was about six months later, he was offered a, a huge amount for his company that he never would have even dreamed it might be worth. And we just looked at each other and said, I guess it does pay off in the profits and in performance engagement, it eventually raises that financial value as much. I, I think of it like money is energy. Yes. And and so if you raise your emotional energy, because because our energy is our emotions. And when we raise our emotional set point, and everyone in the company does. Then not only the people problems go away; they perform better, they're more yeah. engaged, and then it pays off for the bottom line.
1: Yeah, and you're right. It's a, you mentioned that emotions are infectious. Mm-hmm. And I, I like you with my my work with leaders and cultures. I, 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 feel when I walk into a room, I feel the energy of it, and, mm-hmm. I, and that's the first thing I always sense. Uh, I'm always you know I can walk from desk to desk, and I get a sense of who i have done it this week. Get a sense of where people are at and where that level of energy is and I think our you know our work and to really create a high performing company and culture is about elevating that energy which you're elevating the emotions of the people and then they mm-hmm. feel more and also with, with vision and purpose and, mm-hmm. uh, and um, mm-hmm. a part of something and and with their training and development and feel comfortable and respective and you're taking it out and making it more psychologically safe for people to be open and vulnerable know all of that starts to release i think some of the things you're describing and i can imagine you know your techniques to to deal where there there are um, high levels of emotion and help people control it and turn that into positive energy um Mm -hmm. it's only going to impact bottom line
2: it will and not only that but it for the meaning you know the significance of people's lives raises and especially the founder begins to understand what they're really there about which is to help people grow and develop and to become a company i love it that more organizations are looking at personal development now as just as important the people development as the
1: profits yeah fantastic we're going to go to commercial break now and after the break we'll talk some more you join us after the break just a couple of minutes
0: facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet?
2: Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper.
1: Hi, this is Chris Cooper and we're Dr. Jane Gardner. We've been talking about emotions and I'd like to actually, i ask you a question in a moment about, about artificial intelligence actually, but before we do that, um, I'm a CEO of an organization. I realize that there are, you know, issues in different departments. That some of them are maybe falling out. There isn't the collaboration we want. Uh, there are some emotions. Maybe um, you know, salespeople are getting frustrated with people back in the office. The office is getting frustrated because the salespeople aren't filling their forms out. How does um how does a CEO or a leader go about transforming this and you know and taking that emotional those emotions to a a more positive level. What's your top tips? Just quickly on that.
2: Okay. One is to help them identify why they're angry related to early life. You know, if you bring them in and you say, look, you're being overreactive here. That's one thing, but why, you know, and once you open that up for them, they feel so appreciative of that understanding of them that they will rewire some of it because the reactivity is always the cause that you want to go for. How do you go to the root cause? Not just do, oh, you know, a funny, a, a beautiful little talk, trying to appease them. Give them, we have a, a scream room in some of the offices I work in yeah. where they're allowed to go over and say, scream, I'm so mad at this person. Yeah. And their feelings are acknowledged. That's the most important thing to do
1: as a leader really interesting that sort of scream room so do you do you pad them do you (laughs) do you uh, put put a glass in there
2: (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah but you know um you can become you you can become so um indecisive when you're reactive too that's another thing you want to do to overcome that built up buried emotions never die i say they just block you so Help everyone in your company teach a, a little two or three hours on how to handle emotions, and you will be thrilled with the results.
1: Fantastic.
2: Um,
1: I think that's really, really valuable. Something, something um, that really worked for me with, has uh, worked for me with me with cultures has also been where people have been very frustrated uh, around various things in the companies is to have, you know, to facilitate focus sessions where they can let steam off. Mm -hmm. and then if you then they're then surprised them when actually you know the company responds to those what the the key lessons and learnings and and actually responds positively to them and you know things start to improve and change and that that's really helpful it's not going as far back as identifying why they're all why they're frustrated and
2: well but you make um, a good point because when a, a ceo hires me and i come in to work and do some work like this what ends up being their best benefit I think is they now people tell me I can't believe they hired you and they care enough yeah, to, yeah. to have someone there that cares
1: about how we feel
2: that itself gives a whole different atmosphere
1: I completely agree so so we, we've got it feels like things are changing quickly uh we've with regards to artificial intelligence it's gone. you know it's something that we've been talking about for sort of a period of time in the background suddenly it's really really come to the fore from and i'm starting myself to utilize artificial intelligence in different ways and uh, and actually from my initial cynicism i'm now feeling i'm now loving it like, what's your thoughts around artificial intelligence and is there a link there mm-hmm. to emotions mm-hmm. in terms of being able to utilize it it's
2: a good question chris i'm not t- an expert on artificial intelligence but i'm intrigued by it yeah. and read some about it. And what I've learned is that it could be defined as the same thing when I help someone integrate their emotional brain and their thinking brain, they have more power and they have the ability to innovate and to be very creative that way because they are not, they're more efficient with the energy use in their brain. Yes, yes. But I tell you, you'd help me with this because I may be way off base, but isn't artificial isn't there one reason we shouldn't fear it maybe is because there's no emotional component to it am i correct on that it's all in your head thinking and from a computer it's all thoughts right ideas
1: yeah thought, thoughts ideas and um and it can, it can be very heartfelt loving thoughts and ideas uh, i was watching something the other day and it was really? talking chat gpt which actually accesses a third of the power of the internet so there's all sorts of stuff in there and uh, i guess the 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 interesting challenge with it is ai i'm 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 not sure that ai is going to control us but i think it's it's who's controlling it and and we can utilize it for good and we can utilize it for for, uh, you know against our fellow man Uh, um so but i think it's I think it adds to a uh, enables us to access I guess a greater intelligence than than we have just in our own brains. Absolutely. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting. You've written you 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 have um you know your company uh you you have a couple of websites such dot com and divineintelligenceinstitute.com. And and I just was interested you know that with artificial intelligence and you know does that help us access a greater level of in in intelligence? I mean I don't know what how you would define divine um, whether it is, um, Unlimited. Mm-hmm. yeah, is, mm-hmm. is, is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I
2: know, uh, you know, here's a, I think a good example of the beauty of it. Um, I have a, a granddaughter who's nine now, but when she was two, she was diagnosed with a very serious cancer. And so we immediately thought we're going to fly her wherever to find the best method of whatever, you know, but what our doctors in Dallas reassured us was that, now they have access through a database of everything that's done by anyone, and they can just use that to treat her with the highest level of skill known in Dallas. So it made me realize that knowledge is everything, you know, and access to all these databases is such a beautiful way that artificial intelligence, I think, is used.
1: And to, to there's that intelligence, um, but I, I certainly notice, and uh, I'm sure you you do as well. As I've got got older and and I guess more mature in my life, I, I find myself accessing an intelligence which isn't one I've necessarily read. It's kind of a, it's kind of intuition. It's um, yes. getting a feel. It's mm-hmm. getting a sense. And sometimes, actually, the most remarkable routes forward seem to appear. Um I so yes. I, you know I kind of wonder whether we you know can through our emotions um access something which is is more than just what's in the internet I, I I I don't know but I I've had too many experiences and serendipitous ones to think there isn't more to life than um and I I'm not from a religious background I wasn't brought up from a religious background so it's not mm. for me that but it there seems to be an ability for us to access a bit more, and I wonder if your divine intelligence is about that. Have you only got two minutes till we've got to end? So,
2: well, I just want to summarize by you know when we use our emotions, we do have that divine intelligence, which I defined as just unlimited amount of possibilities, you know. And when we have more possibilities in our life, we are more creative, we're happier, we help people more, and so it broadens us to use our emotions effectively
1: yeah. yeah i wonder if we were able to access some you know a, a greater level of consciousness than just absolutely just yeah
2: the collective intelligence i think you know that we all have and so we're raising it when we use our emotions in a good way
1: well i've really enjoyed talking to you today and uh, i you think too. the work that you do is it's so important emotions are such an important part of our part of part of our lives and if we can Learn to manage those and go back into our pasts, and, and with techniques like your garden, your gardener method, and the work that you do with all your, your your clients, which I know really impacts performance. It's so important, and and being able to shift uh, energy, that energetic level in, in in your company, in your business, in yourself, um, so everybody's on the front foot is just so 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 critical. I think. Um, just a, a you know final sort of question, really. Um, do you have a you know? Do you have a final message you'd like to leave us with?
2: Yes, I'd just like to uh, say that I really believe anger. I think we need to relook at our feelings about how we we use it, and that it's so powerful, and it really is the linchpin to a higher intelligence.
1: Right. Excellent. Well, thank you very much indeed. To find out more about Jane, um, go to drjanegardner.com, and Jane is J A Y N E Gardner dot com. I uh, can also check out the Divine Intelligence Institute uh, Jane's got a very successful book as well, um, which is linked to that too. Which you'll, if you if you find uh, more about that at Divine Intelligence Institute dot com. Uh, on next week's show, uh, we have um, Tom Schwab. Uh, Tom has an organization called the Interview Valet, uh, and we're going to talk about the power of conversation, and we'll talk about. It's talk about podcasting and communicating online and how to do that. And um, but we'll be talking about communication next week. And I really enjoyed talking to Tom a couple of weeks ago. I thought actually he's a really fascinating man so once again a huge thank you to uh, dr jane and also to um the the wonderful uh, wendy keller and uh, if you've got any questions comments you can send them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. you can link in with me um uh, connect me out on social media as i'm sure you can with jane do let us know though if you contact us where you heard of us because um i don't accept people who just want to connect with me i want to know what where they've you know where, where it's come from and why they want to connect um but you know, Go out there, think about your emotions, think about how you can manage them. Um, your emotions are key to your emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence, all the statistics say, it uh, has a bigger impact on your performance and IQ in business and life. So uh, do uh, do think about that. Take care, everybody.
0: We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show.